0: In the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Cut! Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes! Let's
1: go! It's the most all-star-studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. Instant reaction swarm cast to the news that uh, Alabama left tackle and former Iowa commit. And now second time commit Caden Proctor uh, is going to become a Hawkeye. He's quote unquote coming home and quote the return as he called it on Twitter. Sean Bach, David Eichel, Hawkeye insider.com. Uh, Sean, we'll talk more about the basketball team later, but for those wondering why this is our quote unquote instant reaction, I just got back from the Iowa Purdue game about five minutes ago and, we decided to launch this up immediately. Uh, obviously huge news, Kaden Proctor was actually in attendance for the basketball game and took a few minutes to speak with some of the media there. We'll get into those comments later, but Sean, let's just backtrack. I know we, we spoke a couple of days ago publicly about kind of the backstory with Proctor and we both had strong feelings that this was going to happen, but. Expected, but still absolutely massive news for Iowa that they got the number two overall transfer in the portal, at least by 24-7 sports. And Iowa doesn't even have an offensive coordinator. So just a huge immediate boost to Iowa's offense.
0: Yeah, I mean, it kind of feels like the perfect storm now. I know he was – Caden was pretty locked into Iowa when he initially committed during the high school recruiting process. I remember going to Southeast Polk. In August, right before his senior year, being like, hey, man, like, are any schools, If any schools been reaching out a ton? Like, you know, what's kind of the deal there? Any schools trying to flip you, as is the case usually with five-star recruits? And Kaden was like, yeah, I mean, there's a couple, but I'm not really listening to them. I kind of just ignore them. Um, so i was like, okay, like, totally get it. You know, if Iowa's offense can do what it's potentially capable of doing, like, there shouldn't be a problem unless Iowa has a disaster season. Um, I mean, obviously, Iowa didn't have a disaster season last year, but it wasn't how many people expected it to go, and especially on offense, and Proctor decided to look elsewhere. Totally get it. You know, everything that happened was committed, told the Iowa staff he's still committed. He put that visit to Oregon, took an official visit to Alabama right before signing day, ended up flipping. was kind of a weird way how it all went down. We talked about it on the reaction podcast when he entered the transfer portal, Iowa played this one the right way. Mm-hmm. They played this one the right way. You say positive things about a kid, you know in the public. Proctor, obviously, I think a lot of people probably still have that nerve or you know, a little still a little bothered by his comments when he talked to reporters at his signing day when he was signing with Alabama. I thought I was settling at Iowa, is what he said by going there. And, Mm -hmm. you know, people are still going to use that as a term, but Iowa, you know, took the high road and we heard it in his comments today. Very impactful, very just like, you know, it just it just kind of made sense to him. And yeah, I mean, it's a huge boost to the offensive line. It really elevates this room. There's a lot of experience coming back, but I touched on an article earlier today, the impact article I have on the site. This means Proctor, 14 years of starting experience as a true freshman in the SEC, at not just any SEC program, but Alabama, the best yep. one in the country. And you have 14 years of ex- fourteen games of experience. He got better and better as the year went on. You put him immediately at left tackle, and then you figure out the rest of the offensive line. And with the experience coming back, there's hope that this offensive line can really figure things out after kind of the up and down years that it's had over the past you know three or four or two or three however many years it's been and you know proctor kind of you know makes you feel a little bit better about things
1: i give him a lot of credit too um not just for speaking with media guys today but he was just so candid he was very transparent i mean sean you've interviewed him countless times i mean he's kind of always been that kind of kid uh to where he'll just he'll, he'll shoot it straight and I give him a lot of respect, you know, he's just a very mature kid, especially with all the, all the pressure that's, you know, been on him. But somebody else mentioned on their message board, and I think it's worth talking about, this potentially provides Iowa an immediate upgrade in three different positions across the offensive line. It's going to really be interesting to see if they kick Mason Richmond out to right tackle, because Proctor's going to be starting left tackle. Let's just, everybody knows it. It's going to happen. Do you put Richmond at right tackle? Do you move Jennings Dunker to right guard? At that point, because yes, Jennings had a couple of good good games as Iowa's tackle. I think he's meant to be a guard. Quite frankly, I think that's where his ceiling is. Throw Richmond right tackle. You have you know Proctor. You have Colby. You have Logan Jones or Tyler Ellsbury. Because look, I think Logan Jones' ceiling is still super high. But man, Tyler Ellsbury looked really good coming down the stretch of the season. I think he could potentially you know he could push him a little bit. Uh, then a right guard, you know, if you throw Jennings there and you throw Richmond at right tackle. I mean, that has that a really good Big Ten offensive line, in my opinion, if, assuming they keep the trajectory that they're on. Uh, but, yeah, Proctor met with us, and he just said, yeah, you know, I did listen to a couple other schools. But he said right when he entered the portal, he was pretty set on coming home to Iowa. But he did want to do his due diligence, take a couple of phone calls. But it was almost a no-doubter. And, I mean, that's why he entered the portal, he said. Uh, I missed home. He just had a very big kind of peace about things more than anything else. And he credited Iowa's coaching staff uh, for not burning any bridges, for respecting his decision at the time. Then obviously when it came into fruition where he entered the portal, there was no disconnect between the two parties at that point. So, again, you you mentioned it in your opening soliloquy, Sean. Iowa's coaches just did a phenomenal job. While fans were – obviously very emotional, very upset when Proctor left. Proctor even made it too. He said, look, people are harping on Iowa fans, but he said, there are fans like that across every single fan base. And for an 18 year old kid to really have that sort of perception, I think it speaks volumes to caliber of kid that he is.
0: Yeah, it does. And
1: I mean, potentially
0: that year in the SEC probably matured him a little bit too, in terms of facing the media like that. And you know it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how things kind of go about behind the scenes because, you know, it seems like people are very welcome, very open to him. I mean, the freshman offensive line group was there with him; a couple of freshmen were there. Um, you know, I'm not trying to really start anything, but you know, how does the experienced offensive lineman take you know Proctor? And I think, you know. The coaches are going to be a big part of that I'm not saying that Proctor's gonna have a problem fitting in but you know yeah. you kind of got to come in and really work prove yourself because yes you've started 14 games in the SEC but college football's a business you come in guys want to, guys don't want to sit on the bench guys want to be in the game on the field and I mean the probably the most hard-nosed guys are those guys on the offensive line and on the defensive line too.
1: Mm -hmm. And,
0: I mean, I'm just interested to to see how, you know, people kind of take or people inside the program or offensive linemen really take those comments from last year. You know, are they over it? You know, how do they kind of bring him in? I think it's going to be, you know, smoother than, you know, kind of people may make it out to be. But Proctor's going to have to really come and improve himself. You know, it's obviously a big addition. We saw a couple of current players uh, on Instagram and stuff post how excited they were about him coming in, you know, how excited they are to, you know, kind of get to work with him. But, you know, how do some of those guys, other guys maybe take it? You know, that's that's just something yeah. that, you know, I was thinking about in the back of my mind because no doubt he's a great player, no doubt he has SEC experience, but dudes are going to come in and compete for spots. They want to play in the field. They don't care, you know, what you what you have, what you bring. um and you know, I think they'll they'll do a good job accepting them because kind of that's Iowa's culture. They do a really good job of that. But I'm just interested to see, you know, how that kind of shakes up, or maybe I'm overthinking it too much, but no,
1: I think you're right. I think you're spot on. I, I think there's a couple different ways to kind of think about this and approach it. One, Proctor has to come in without an ego and he has to come in and work his butt off. Because given the way things unfolded, no, forget the coaching staff and the in Kane for a second. Think about you know, the commits in his recruiting class. Think about the guys who thought he was going to join Iowa. And you go back to the comments he made when he flipped to Bama, right? He said, you know, I, I just didn't want to settle. And he had a couple other comments that did rub some people the wrong way. So Kane's going to have to go in there and work his tail off. And I do think right now he's the most talented lineman in the group. I think that's without a doubt. But if I'm the older offensive lineman, uh, you just push each other. You, you make Kane prove himself with respecting the fact that he has a lot of talent and he makes your football team better so I think that's the big thing if Kaden goes in there without need- and I'm not saying he has an ego problem at all by the way I'm just speaking in, in general terms right he goes in there proves himself in a way or improves himself doing the right things etc uh, I, I think that it's going to lead to just the offensive line respecting the fact he's there now it's two different situations but Sean, we could go back to Cade McNamara last year when he joined the team because Nico Reggini said, you know, I didn't really like him at first. I I thought he was a guy that had an ego because he started a college football playoff game. And what happened within the first three or four months, Sean, Cade became one of the most beloved teammates that a lot of these guys ever had, and he was voted Mm -hmm. a team captain. Now I'm not saying Proctor is going to be a team captain or anything, but Cade went about it the right way. Now he has had more college football experience than, than Caden but I also think that it's worth kind of noting that there are doors open for transfers to go in there with a lot of starting experience under their belt and earn the respect and trust of their teammates. So, and if I'm an older guy, Sean, you look at the offensive line, it's been one of the most criticized units. Nobody should feel entitled to anything. They should not mm-hmm. feel like they should have to start. If you want what's best for your team, you bring in players, you push each other. And if I'm a coach, I'm there for all my players. But guess what? With our offensive, you know, our, I'm saying, in the coaching staff, that's sort of the way everything is. You know, with Iowa's offensive numbers, I'm putting the best people on the field. Nobody's entitled anything. So I think that's the way at least I kind of evaluate it. I think you're spot on with that point.
0: Yeah, I think you brought up a good a good point about Kate. It's like Kate didn't seem to – and I know the Iowa coaches feel the same way. They kind of put everything in the past. They, you know, talked to him when he entered the portal being like, hey, man, like you're going to get through the struggles. Like players reached out, like because he's close with guys on the team. I mean, Xavier Wampa, they were, they grew up together. They, you know, won state championship together. Um, you know, they have that bond. So, you know, there's, there's that relationship there and, you know, they were very supportive of him, through him. And we talked about Tyler Barnes's comments on Twitter earlier in the year, you know, and, and Caden seemed to really, you know, I mean, it's not everything, but, it still kind of showed that that relationship was there, and if that door were, if he ever wanted to open that door again, that it would be, you know, kept open for him. And so the coaches feel good about it. Like that's a good thing. Like, but yeah, you brought up you brought up a good point about Cade um, because there really was. I mean, okay, there was a pass with Iowa. He beat them in the Big Ten championship in twenty yep. twenty one. But this just feels a little different being an offensive lineman and kind of the way things went down Um, because he's going to have to come in and, you know, you mentioned it, no egos. And I know Caden doesn't really have a big ego, but you know, when you're, when you're a 19 year old college football player, you played in the sec for a year, you're the highest ranked commit in the program's history. You're from Southeast Polk, pretty, you know, a lot of kids from Southeast Polk go to Iowa. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you're, going to be one of the more popular kids on campus than when you're in alabama where yes you're a football player yes you get to read like god down there but you're a little fish in a big pond right now you're a big fish in a still Mm -hmm. pretty big pond but you're a little you're that much bigger um
1: yeah. And I think there's a couple things too. And I, I kind of mentioned in my behind the scenes piece for our VIP members at hawkeyeinsider.com. It, I, the way I kind of relate is the prodigal son returned home. And then you kind of go back to some of the quotes that <clears throat> that we got during our interview with him today. Right. I just want to read a couple. This is home. I love home. This is ultimately where I wanted to be. This is the first place I thought of when I entered the transfer portal. I had my mind made up when I entered the transfer portal, which is why again, for example, you know, after talking to sources, uh, I put in a crystal ball, I mean, what, maybe 20, 30 minutes after Proctor hit the portal, it, it, probably around that, that he was going to you know, go back to Iowa. And then another one that was interesting was the last couple of days have been crazy. Everybody has been hitting me up. I decided to hit the portal and Coach Saban left. I actually decided when all the coaches came in and Alabama told me to stay. I listened to them, but I didn't really want to stay. It's been a crazy few days. And then, as I mentioned earlier, the big quote for me, and that answered a lot of people's questions, Sean, was when he said, fans, that really doesn't matter. It's ultimately what I want to do. At the end of the day, all fan bases are going to do that. Like what happened when it happened to Alabama. It's the same kind of stuff. You're losing a big player, and you can't really do anything about that. A lot of haters, it is what it is. And, again, for an 18-, 19-year-old college kid that has the like, weight of the world on his shoulders with how highly touted he is to have that sort of perception and kind of stay true to himself I think that speaks volumes to his character and I think that gives me an idea Sean that that's why Iowa kept the relationship alive between Proctor and them because they knew that he could ultimately be a good fit with that kind of outlook so I don't think Proctor's got any problem fitting in with Iowa and I think it even shows more right now for Iowa and about how great the match is that Iowa got him to commit without an offensive coordinator and after having the nation's worst offense. So, again, I see it as just a huge, huge win for Iowa. I know they haven't been exactly active in the transfer portal. There is a scholarship situation that needs to be worked out. But as you and I have kind of said about on our board, Sean, the first time a scholarship situation does not work out for a Power 5 program, it'll be the first time it's ever not worked out. Iowa's going to find a way to work it out. I expect guys to hit the portal after spring practice. It's it's not going to be an issue.
0: Right, and I have a I have a piece coming out tomorrow on what kind of positions Iowa will, will focus on. And, I mean, it continues on the offensive side, offensive side of the football. I mean, you mentioned the quarterback position. Cade's not going to be full go until probably August. And yeah. wide receiver, like, there is a need to upgrade that wide receiver room. And it might be be a little harder to sell right now because there's no wide receiver coach no offensive coordinator and obviously that Ty Thompson situation was a little bit different because his was more I don't know if I'm going to be the starter in Iowa I want to go to a place where you know I can potentially start right away while it wasn't an offensive coordinator thing like maybe most assumed so it's going to be it's going to be fascinating to see how these things kind of work out because. There's gonna be another exodus of guys leaving in May. Yep. There after spring ball. You never know what kind of coaching changes there could be around college football. Guys could retire at the last second. You know, there's grad transfers, like all this stuff kind of comes into play. So there's yeah. gonna be there's gonna be time for this to to come about. Obviously, again, an offensive coordinator wouldn't hurt. Um, because who knows what kind of connections that guy may have. And that can really make things a lot easier. I mean, look at John Budmeyer last year with Kate McNamara. Like, that opened the door a little bit to Kate, or at least a lot of people. Yep. That opened the dialogue. You know, I'm not saying that you hire an offense coordinator just because you can bring in a guy, but it might be a little something to think about in terms of, okay, we want to hire a guy because we know he's capable of doing the job. He's, We know he's capable of, making us better as an offense, as a program, and he can fit in well. But maybe what what kind of guys could he potentially bring or what kind of doors could we potentially open here?
1: Yeah. It's it's going to be really interesting to see how everything kind of shakes out. I know people are waiting on the offensive coordinator news. I still think we're a little bit of ways away from that, in all honesty. I know we have Beth Getz on Tuesday, but – you know, one more thoughts on basketball next week. But, Sean, any final thoughts about Proctor? Again, expected news, but it's kind of hard to overstate how absolutely massive this is. There's a reason why he was the second highest rated player by 24-7 Sports who entered the portal this cycle. There's a reason why left tackle's the second most highly sought-after position in the portal. Like, this is an immediate upgrade. Proctor's got at least two years of college football left. It's going to be really, really interesting to – to see, and It'll be really fun to cover at the end of the day, just kind of given all the context of everything.
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean, I don't have too much more to add um, other than, yeah, I mean, getting him was obviously big, kind of, you know, mended a couple of things and feels like something that potentially could have happened even after signing day last year, even though, you know, you didn't really want to believe it until it became public. Um, Mm -hmm. But what I was going to say is that it sounds like Proctor is going to start classes next week. He's already basically moved into Iowa City Um, right now, has a place set up and is getting things, you know, kind of all figured out because of how quickly this moved. But sounds like he'll be able to join the team for winter conditioning stuff in the next couple of days. So
1: that's that's important. Massive stuff. So again, we have covered from all angles of Proctor's commitment and everything else at HawkeyeInsider.com. 60% off an annual subscription right now. We just crossed another huge milestone. So thank you to everybody who's been a part of the journey so far. Thank you for everybody that's hopped on and continue to spread the word. It's going to be a very busy offseason. We're going to have you, have you covered from all angles at 24-7 Sports and HawkeyeInsider.com. Share up us on Twitter, at David Eichel, at SBoc247, and at Hawkeyes on 247. And stay locked in to HawkeyeInsider.com. Talk soon.